Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. I'm your host, SK Vaughn. This is a community of women supporting women. Every other Thursday, tune in to hear from ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We'll cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you're a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. So buckle up, girlfriend. Let's do this. Mary Austin Hall and Alex Wolf are sisters, best friends, and of course, business partners living in Birmingham, Alabama. Mary Austin's professional background in medicine and Alex's career in the disability nonprofit sector combined with a family penchant for entrepreneurialism have led them to pursue various endeavors in commercial and residential real estate. In 2020, they founded Orchard House, Birmingham's first and only women-focused shared workspace. Today, we dive into so many amazing things about how they are creating space for women to work. And I'm so excited and honored to get to go into an in-depth interview. So without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Mary Austin and Alex. Well, I'm so excited to have Mary Austin and Alex here with us. They are the owners of Orchard House. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Every episode, we always start off with how are you surviving and thriving this week? And so while y'all are thinking through that, I will kick us off. Um, How am I surviving this week? Well, um, as you can tell, I sound a little bit congested. So just dealing with um, just work and and trying to power through and working from home right now. So uh, lots of fluids, lots of meds. So just ready to kind of knock out this cold that's happening. Um, And how am I thriving? Well, the holidays are coming up and I'm just super excited about spending that quality time with family. It's just something about this time of year that just really makes you want to be around people. I feel like after a year of COVID, we're like, oh, what is being social like look like Mm -hmm. anymore? And so it's nice when you have a good excuse to be around the people that you love that have seen you grow up and care for you and love you. And so just really grateful and excited for this season. What about y'all? Yes. Well, I'll speak to how I'm surviving. This is Alex. Um, daylight savings time is the best thing in the world. And when it ends, um, I, I'm really in mourning for quite a while. One could say I'm in mourning until it begins again <laughs> next spring. So the fact that the um, yeah sun is setting at like 4 p.m. is tough. So I'm trying to survive the, the, uh, the darkness and the cold. <laughs> We're going to make it though. It's going to be okay. Yeah. How are you uh, thriving? You know, um, this is Mary Austin. Um, as far as thriving goes, um, I feel like something, uh, that's been really meaningful to me recently is being less hurried. Um, so getting to kind of, uh, focus on just the beautiful world around us and, um, just living a less kind of like harried life that has been a meaningful, um, kind of new thing I'm trying and it's, it's helped me to thrive for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, tell us all about this dynamic duo and and your story of how you got things rolling for Orchard House and all the little things in between. 
Um, well, I guess we can say officially we've known each other our whole <laughs> lives. I'm Alex's big sister. Yes, so. we're sisters. Um, so we have known each other quite a long time. <laughs> and we've uh, always like been best friends, have mm-hmm. um, yeah, kind of been attached at the hip. We're not twins, but we get asked several times mm-hmm. a day out in public if we are twins. Um, but yeah, we've always been best friends and now we get to be business partners which is so much fun mary why don't you tell us how orchard house came to be oh okay um so alex and i have always um hoped to have a business together and um we would you know kind of get on different kicks with different ideas and um you know alex has um worked remotely um, for all of her adult career, um, and worked in several different work, um, co-working spaces that were great, but just not the right fit for her. So, um, we started, uh, just kind of considering that Alex needed a co-working space built just for her. So we, um, had our need and our audience, and we decided, um, that we needed to find a place for Alex, um, to have not only a beautiful, but um, a safe place where she could kind of let her creativity um, abound and uh, a place where other women could be there too um, and do the same. So uh, it was a no brainer uh, because we felt like if that could make Alex's life better then we wanted to do it. (laughs) You know, what has been the biggest lesson learned throughout the entire process from start to finish of opening Orchard House? You know, um, there have been so many lessons and we uh, suspect there will be many more to come. Um, But for me, one thing that has been really meaningful um, is this has allowed me to kind of take an account of my um, talents and circumstances and giftings and to do my best with them. Um, So I think for me, it's been easy to wish that my talents um, looked a different way, um, or my abilities were different than they are. But, um, I think learning how to like creatively leverage, um, my circumstances and giftings, um, in a way that transcends any title, um, and ultimately facilitates my core values has felt really meaningful, um, to find my talents and to lean into them as opposed to trying to be somebody else. So, it's been a big one for me. Yeah. And kind of in that vein, I've learned that no one actually knows what they're doing. Anybody <laughs> who starts something mm-hmm. um, started as a beginner. And I think I was often under the impression that there were some secret lessons or certifications that people were getting to like start businesses. Um, and there really aren't any, you just have to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think starting this business has has taught me the power of going for it, even when you're not fully like equipped to do it. No, I resonate with that so much. It's so funny whenever like you're in a room full of people, it's like, how do all these people just have all these answers and have it all figured out and while doing it. (laughs) And so I think that's a good point. Like, I think that, you know, everyone starts somewhere, you know, like it takes time to build and hone your skills. And, but sometimes, you know, like, if you don't do it, you're never going to learn and grow from it. But if you, you know, go after it and, and apply the skills day by day, like you're going to build on it, you know, you've got to start somewhere. So I think that's a really powerful message. And it's something that I have to constantly remind myself every other day. 
Yes. Get excited. We have a giveaway this holiday season. So starting Thanksgiving all the way until Christmas, we will be giving away coffee. Um, so Starbucks coffee gift card to every person who rates, reviews, and subscribes us on Apple Podcasts. So feel free to rate, review, and subscribe and win your very own coffee on me during the holiday season, starting Thanksgiving all the way until Christmas. Have a wonderful day and thank you for listening. You know, when thinking about a shared working space, what do you think are like the pros and cons to that? Um, yeah, uh, we have found so many personally, um, some of the, the high points for me being, um, flexibility, um, of both hours and, um, your unique space where you choose to work. Um, I think there's also something that Alex and I say that, um, it gives a lot of opportunity for networking, um, because our coworkers, um, are not connected by their work, but instead where they choose to do their work. So it brings this really neat melting pot, um, you know, mm-hmm. together, uh, that facilitates a really neat networking and community. Yeah. It's a good ecosystem. We've found that, um, unlike being in an office where everybody is working for the same employer, doing the same job, you're there's a a diversity of skill sets and interests Mm -hmm. so that there's um, you can always ask someone about the thing you don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. And so it's always really exciting to see our coworkers get to help each other out um, in, in areas where they need help. It's, it's been so, so cool. Um, I think another high point for me is someone who requires kind of deep focus but maybe doesn't want to be alone in their house all the time is the fact that you can socialize exactly how much you want to Mm -hmm. socialize in a shared workspace. And there's something for me um, that inspires a lot of productivity um, when I'm around people, but not necessarily interacting with people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you don't get that when you're working from home by yourself or even sometimes, um, yeah, the library or a coffee shop, but Mm -hmm. to be around a bunch of other women also getting stuff done is incredibly motivating. Mm -hmm. So your sisters and owners of a business, you mentioned a little bit about this earlier, you know, having strengths and weaknesses. How do y'all play to that? like to your advantage because y'all obviously bring your own skill sets. Like who would you say is, is better at one thing over another? And how do y'all compliment each other? Yeah, it's, it's kind of great. I mean, Truly, I don't know if we were meant to be one person and there was a glitch in the, um, in, yeah, in the production, but yeah, a glitch in the matrix. But um, I am kind of the right brain. I do most of the creative side of things. My background is in uh, graphic design and web development. And so it's been so useful, obviously, running um, the businesses that we have to have a marketer, graphic designer, web developer decorator Mm -hmm. and Mary Austin is incredibly left-brained and so she's highly detail-oriented she's so good with the finances and the bookkeeping and making sure we're compliant with all the licenses and laws and that side of the business intimidates me I could not care less and I fall asleep the minute we start (laughs) thinking about it Um, but she like totally lights up when it comes to the functional operations side and it's it is such a gift that we can um 
compliment each other mm-hmm. in that way because I think it would be such a nightmare if both of us were highly creative or highly granular mm-hmm. and detail-oriented um so it's like tr- truly a dream mm-hmm. to get to work together yeah no, I can imagine that's got to be so cool to be able to to do that with your sister and and to like you know use your strengths and weaknesses to build something that you're both equally proud of so that's awesome mm. was there any advice from like your family <laughs> before y'all jumped into business together like was there any hesitation there were they all just like go for it you've got this like what was what was the advice that was given to you oh the advice was so sweet um in fact um our parents were the ones who encouraged us the most I remember when Alex and I kind of uh were getting more serious about this um I was in the car with my parents and basically their first the the first thought for them was well can we invest in it and it just meant so much because mm-hmm. it gave me uh, just a certain amount of courage I think I spent a, a lot of time like uh, personally mitigating risk and trying to forecast like what bad thing could happen and honestly they gave me the courage to feel like it was a wise step forward and um, a viable option yeah it was so amazing mm-hmm. they um we have incredibly supportive parents who mm-hmm. just um have instilled so much confidence in us and security of knowing you know what if we fail mm-hmm. that's not the end of the it's world okay. um totally aside from that i my my normal nine to five job is working with our older brother um <laughs> and i've worked with him for seven years and so working with a sibling was not new territory at all so mm-hmm. i kind of got to um you know, I knew what, mm-hmm. what I was getting into, um, which was really good. And it, there are hard parts about working with family, but if you can communicate well, it can really be the best thing ever. Yeah. You're like a pro of working with the family. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So if it, if, if you're working with family a lot of times and in general, how are you balancing like work life, personal life, family time together? Like, do you find yourself like holidays talking about the business or or how do y'all find creative time to like set aside? Okay. We're not, we're not in work mode here. Like we're in family mode or we're mm. with our friends or we're doing whatever. Like, how do you balance that? That's a very good question. Not super well. I tend <laughs> to uh, draw a lot more boundaries um, because my, my energy levels are, are much lower than my siblings are. And so I tend to be the one that says, Hey, I'm chilling right now. It's a Saturday or it's 9 PM or it's Christmas. <laughs> like we don't have to be on right now, but I have these incredibly motivated high energy siblings, um, who often are excited and have ideas and want to talk things through. So I think we just have learned to trust each other enough to say, mm-hmm. Hey, you can communicate your boundaries and there are no hard feelings right. about it. No, I, I feel like Alex, um, does a really good job because my brain tends to work more, um, where there are no internal boundaries, um, of, uh, more like spaghetti, um, as they say, and Alex is more compartmentalized. Um, so I think it can be really helpful, um, that Alex, um, has helped to establish kind of the practice of if I have a question or a thought, um, I, I know her well enough to know she's kind of can be one track minded, which is what makes her so fabulously talented at her like design work. But it's really good for me to say, Hey, Al, I have a question about blank. 
can we talk about it, uh, you know, uh, now or in 15 minutes or when you're finished with that. And while some of this is aspirational and I don't always do it perfectly, it's, it's helpful because we're learning kind of our boundaries and what make us successful. And that means having kind of like time that we can say, oh yeah, let's chat about this. And then times we say, hey, we're just gonna have fun and, you know, watch a dumb movie together. Because we all agree that boundaries are in the larger interests of longevity and success nobody's setting a boundary because they're lazy or mm-hmm. resentful of the work we all want to champion our shared work together and we mm-hmm. know that boundaries and communication are the way that's going to happen for years and years to come yes mm-hmm. that's powerful i think that's so important i'm in the process right now of trying to figure out how to set healthy boundaries so i am all for <laughs> hearing this conversation i think it's so incredibly important so that's good that y'all are focused around that too so I'm curious, how did you come up with the name Orchard House and, and how would you describe the overall like aesthetic and vibe that you're going for? Like kind of walk me through that process. Um, so the name was a product of one of um, our most uh, treasured um, works of um, fiction. And that's Louisa May Alcott's um, Little Women. Um, so we have always just loved, honestly, the newest movie is one of my favorites of all time. And, and the book, I mean, is just such a, um, a dear book to us. But um, Orchard House was Louisa May Alcott's childhood home, um, where, you know, ultimately that beautiful work was like birthed. So we uh, feel like it's a place that we want to facilitate people growing and having space for creativity and um exploration of who they are and you know challenging some norms and just like that book it's just again such a special um piece to us so that's where the uh book title or excuse me the uh title of our space came from the the kind of ambiance of orchard house is a place that is beautiful but comfortable and that encourages productivity um a lot of offices are very utilitarian because they have to be. And so we wanted a place for people, specifically for women who are highly engaged by, uh, engaged with and affected by their environments because we both are. Mm-hmm. So we wanted a place that felt like a wonderful home, but the, not your home that you had to clean or be stuck in. It, it was like a cozy, mm-hmm. bright, beautiful home. Um, and it was pretty fun mm-hmm. to get to lean into the um, more feminine side of things that maybe you couldn't get away with in a, mm-hmm. in a co-ed office. Um, and we never want to reinforce stereotypical gender roles or norms, but we got to, you know, make things a little softer and a little cozier um, for people that maybe that sensibility appeals to them more. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so d- the design was so much fun to do from picking out wallpapers, um, to lighting, to rugs, to furniture. It was mm-hmm. the most fun process. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I've, I haven't toured the place yet, but I've seen all the pictures and it looks just as amazing as you're describing. So for our oh, listeners, thanks. go check it out. And I want to <laughs> say uh, we don't, I mean, like we have very little money starting Orchard <laughs> yeah. House. Almost everything was sourced from Facebook marketplace. <laughs> so like, our, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not fancy, but we had so much fun treasure mm-hmm. hunting for ways to make uh, for furniture and pieces that made it feel special and elevated. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You're like sourcing is like your superpower. It sounds like, cause that's impressive. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> what advice would you give your 16, 21 and 30 year old self? And this can be like twenties, thirties, you know? Yeah, totally. I think my teenage self, um, I would, I would say that instead of focusing so much on what your career path should be or what skills you should develop or what you should study at school, um, the best investment of time and energy is into your character um, and developing those skills that can't really be taught um, and the skills that transcend any like marketplace or field of work. And by that, I mean like developing a work ethic, developing compassion and generosity um, in a a large world view. Um, I think those lessons would be so important to teach teenagers, including myself, rather than focusing so much on like, what college are you going to go to? What job are you going to get? Yeah. What are you going to get good at doing? Who are you going to get good at being is a much better question. So if I could tell 16 year old Alex, anything, it would be that. Ooh, I love it for, um, you know, kind of like my twenties. Um, I would want to tell myself that, um, my worth is entirely, um, distinct and separate from my accomplishments or what I can offer. Um, I think just reminding myself that, um, worth comes from other things and, um, not what I can give or do, um, but more who I am. Ooh, that's powerful. Mm. I have to remind myself that daily too. (laughs) Um, what has been like the worst advice you've ever received? (laughs) I loved this question. I I thought this was so clever. (laughs) Honestly, SK, like a lot of the worst advice that I've heard, um, has been an, of internal, um, sorts I've told it to myself. Um, and I would think like, so the concept of kind of the sunk cost fallacy. So like meaning, um, I have focused on past investments instead of on current and future costs and benefits. So basically, you know, we can commit to decisions, um, because of past investments, that are no longer in my best interest. So I think having enough humility um, to, you know, look at your current circumstances to be able to say, just because I put timing, time and energy into something in the past, and that may be, that may be schooling, that may be previous jobs, you know, whatever that may be, does that serve me as Mary Austin of today? And is that a wise decision for the future? Or am I hanging on to that out of feeling like I put too much into it, you know, previously, or that I don't have anything else for me in the future? Um, So I think having kind of the bravery and self-awareness to say, um, I want to see what the circum- circumstances I'm in now um, and how they um, are going to best serve me in the future and not to be tied to decisions um, from the past. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's good to keep in mind. You know, I love that. What about you, Alex? I was trying to think about this and I don't know if I've ever received really 
terrible advice. <laughs> I tend to never take anyone's advice. And so I think I just immediately block it out if I don't like it. Um, so I have not filed any bad advice away. Um, because yeah, I, I rarely I listen to any, any advice at all. <laughs> no, I can relate to that. I feel like I kind of go left and everyone goes right. So yeah, um, right, right. Yeah. I don't, it must be the creative in us. I don't know. Um, so what's next for you and for Orchard House? Well, um, so, you know, we, um, we, Alex and I kind of look at this overarching goal of, um, our business and businesses in the future. Um, and we anticipate that, um, creatively manifesting itself in a way that allows people a space to grow. So specifically at Orchard House, that looks like a space to, you know, do, um, do their work and, and have a beautiful and, um, comforting place to do that. Um, but practically, um, we could see that meaning we open another location of Orchard House, um, in Birmingham, uh, possibly in, and maybe even in the Southeast, um, in a, in a different city. Um, we've had a lot of demand for private offices. Um, we have a wait list and it's been a very popular item. Mm -hmm. So, um, that may be on the horizon would be to do another private office space. Yeah, yeah we would love to do um, another location in Birmingham or, or somewhere nearby. And um, we have a few other real estate endeavors we're working on as well. We just, um, we're closing on an Airbnb <laughs> this week. And so mm -hmm. that's not um, directly related to Orchard House, but tangentially in our, mm -hmm. in our goal to, to create beautiful spaces in our, in our town. Um, we're trying to kind of add to our portfolio of spaces to grow. And so we're so excited personally, um, in the next few weeks to get that, um, Airbnb up and running. How do you define success? This is my favorite question to ask. Everyone has a different answer. So I'd love to know, um, from both of you, you know, Mary Austin, like, how would you define success for yourself? And then Alex, how would you define success for yourself? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that is such a great question. Um, I think for me, um, prioritizing and maintaining my core values, which I've like defined and clarified and they continue to evolve. But, uh, for me, those are compassion, generosity, family, and flexibility. Um, and if I can prioritize and ma maintain these, um, they transcend, uh, title of my job season I'm in position, you know, I'm working in. Um, and if I can, um, maintain these and I feel like I'm honoring, uh, the giftings and the calling that I feel like God has on my, my life. So that feels like success to me. I think for me, success is building something worthwhile and that doesn't have to be something big or massively impressive, but it's something that makes the world at least a little bit better, um, that adds to the world, contributes to the world's goodness rather than consuming it or taking it away. Mm. Um, so I think if I can say that anything we've done has made the world a little better, um, then it's success. Mm. Oh, such great answers. I love it. Mm. So now it's time for the leading ladies. We love rapid fire game. Get excited. <laughs> So <laughs> I love it. So basically we're going to go into, I'm going to shout out a couple of um, adjectives and I want you to um, share some love and point out somebody in your life, a female who's leading in this way. Um, so are y'all ready for this? Yes. Oh yeah. All right. So our first word is resilient. 
Christine is one of our dearest friends um, and she lost both her parents to cancer in her 20s and she has maintained such a joy mm -hmm. and courage and yeah. grace and like precious attitude through the whole thing mm -hmm. and we're just in awe of her resilience. Awesome. Uh, next word is inspiring. Um, okay, I would say um, Catherine Wolf, and I know I speak this one if it were Al's turn to answer, she would say this as well, but Catherine is um, our sister-in-law, um, and um, Alex uh, mentioned earlier that she works with um, one of our siblings, so um, our brother is married to Catherine, and they just have a really um, special and hard um, and extremely hopeful though all at the same time story of Catherine had a stroke when she was 26 um, six months after having her first baby it's very unexpected um, she was modeling out in California and my brother was in law school at the time and um, they have used this platform to just like engage um, a very disenfranchised um, or engage and like lift up this uh, marginalized group of uh, people with disability. Uh, it's, it's very much an unseen demographic and they've just used their platform to shine a light on some really important and special people. So they um, go around and speak around the country. They have an organization called Hope Heals, um, two books, and they have um, just the highlight of the year for our family is um, a camp um, that Hope Heals pays for and hosts um, for families with disabilities. Um, so these families get to come at no cost um, and they're basically loved on in a really, really special way. Um, so Catherine Wolf would be our, our um, inspiring lady for sure. Wow, that's a good one. Um, very inspiring. Also, yeah. she has an incredible book, right? Um, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, oh, sweet. Next word is bold bold okay i got it okay tanya mclemore yeah that's a good one tanya mclemore is a oh. woman who was kind of a one of our second moms growing up and she is just the most <clears throat> full of life fully herself person um that we've ever known mm -hmm. and she is unashamed of who she is and she has aged so gracefully mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yeah and has taught us so much about living life to the fullest we love mm -hmm. her Oh, that's great. Next word is leader. Okay, okay. Um, gosh, there are so many good ones. Beth Moore is like such a um, rock star to me. I like think I saw like the back of her head once and was so <laughs> starstruck. Um, but yeah, she, I mean, Beth Moore is like a Christian teacher um, and leader and just has a really like beautiful way of seeing scripture and in, in the world. And um, I really admire her ability to lead and do it really gracefully and well. Oh, such a good answer. Did you at least get like a selfie, like a back of the head oh, selfie? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> she never knew it, but I did. <laughs> uh, next word, last word is authentic. Okay. Um, I think that Aaron Moon, mm. who is a local kind of uh, podcast producer, writer, just Hello. overall incredible thinker, um, is so authentic. She's mm -hmm. been like a, a very important voice to me in, in working through some spiritual questions and just questions about life um, as both a, a friend and then as like a social media mm -hmm. internet figure too. So Aaron Moon. If you don't know her, please follow her. She's an absolute gift. Yeah. 
Yes, I love it. Well, that is the end of the Leading Ladies We Love rapid fire game. Great job, y'all. <laughs> we made it. Before we head out, you know, what is your shameless plug? How can our listeners get in touch with you online? Love that. Thank you yes. for this question at orchardhouse.beham on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to find us or our website, orchardhousebeham.com. Um, is where you can see what the space looks mm-hmm. like, schedule a tour, become a member, rent it for an event, anything you could imagine mm-hmm. is there. Um, <laughs> so come check us out. We would love that. Awesome. Well, y'all, I have absolutely enjoyed getting to connect with you, learn from you, hear from you. So encouraged that you're making space for other women out there. I think mm-hmm. it's such an awesome, awesome job that y'all are doing. And I'm just so encouraged and can't wait to see all the incredible things that you do. Thank you. Same to you, SK. This is such an honor and what amazing content Mm -hmm. for us to get to engage. We love listening to your podcast. And um, yeah, it means so much that you would ask us to chat with you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Check out our Instagrams and our show notes at the Ladies Who Lead. And don't forget to check out our website, www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.